Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's great to be with you, Blair. How are you today? Man, I'm doing good. Good to see you again. It's always a good time to get back together. So we got a little news today. Well, been working the uh, working the sources. Uh, this one came to me not through a Texas A&M source, but I will say it was a school in the SEC that has won a national championship since 1939. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the word was Texas A&M football would be back in session along with the other SEC schools. Right. So what I'm hearing is – 10-game season okay. starting October 3rd, so that would be a four-week delay. Right. Four, uh, excuse me, five home games, five away games for a total of 10-game season. And that, that makes logical sense. And, you know, we had kind of thrown it around when we were praying to the baby Jesus that we were going to get any college football. You know, there's been speculation that for sure it would be pushed back. Then it, a lot of leagues had already announced they weren't going to have – you know, out-of-conference games, which kind of messed us up with our Colorado game. So once everybody started doing that way, it looked like if there was any chance we were going to get games due to COVID, then it was going to be conference only, and it was going to be pushed back, even as far as, you know, it was speculated to start around bowl season, you know, when around Christmas time. Right. I, I, I had heard a couple of people talking about spring football, um, I got together with a buddy of mine named Joseph Silvis, who does college uh, football refereeing. Now, he's not D1 or whatever they call the, the FBS. Right. Uh, he's the level below that. Uh, but the junior colleges have already moved to spring football. Right. And so he does referee them. So he was already sort of gearing up. He's actually this weekend, he's at a camp uh, for officials. Uh, but he was gearing up for maybe a split season where the NCAA, FBS, and uh, the division right below that, um, forgive me for not knowing it, would go late in the fall. Right. And then junior colleges would be in the spring. And for those of you that tuned into the podcast for work-life balance, exactly 50% of our life is college football. Yeah. So Maybe not quite 50 boys. This is the life part. <laughs> this is the very life part. <laughs> You know, and that in March, in the Old Testament of COVID, not even a concern. I didn't give it a single thought. Right. I said, at least, you know, baseball be pushed back, and then in the fall we'll get to go to Aggie games. In the new COVID, I was very fearful that we were going to get zero college football. So here's what I've gathered so far in what limited sports that we've had. Golf having no fans hasn't affected me what whatsoever watching it on television the only thing that was shocking about that is when we had some storm delays and they showed last year's event during the storm delays it was really weird to see people out there <laughs> right that was bizarre and i do miss the baba buoy yell uh but that's just because i'm a howard stern and guy. i i hate that <laughs> the other thing uh i actually think no crowd is better for the ufc because you can hear every punch like when someone gets knocked out it is eerie just to have the whole place silent but baseball in my humble opinion has sucked it's been hard for me to get into the rangers game and i've watched the first two and i don't know the cardboard cutouts were a little weird in the stands what do you think they're gonna do with football could not disagree more on baseball yeah it didn't bother me a lick i love the doppel rangers i think that's very entertaining but 
the the crowd noise being pumped in i i was really concerned about mm-hmm. but i was listening to the ticket last week and they were saying that they had gotten all of the crowd noise from the mlb um video game right so when someone hits a home run on the video game they just took that exact same sound noise so it sounded totally natural on the way over to your house today i was listening to eric nadell on the radio broadcast the game could not tell anything was different see now i'm wondering baseball i think on the radio i think you'd be dead on i I don't know that you could tell because they are pumping in the noise i just found the cardboard cutouts just to be a little weird and and then i also found like oh the second game they have the same cardboard cutouts i mean that'd be nice if uh, if they had a different set every time they're running out different people right i heard howard stern pontificating about filling met stadium with uh, nothing but baba boo uh not not bobby buoy but uh uh i don't know a full nazi outfit uh hitler uh, maybe Beetlejuice, that type of thing. So I would have liked to have seen some bits. I mean, now that we've got um, the ticket firmly represented in the Rangers, um, oh, who who is he? Um, who who is it from the ticket that's now the the Rangers sound sound guy? Oh, Groobs. Yeah, Groobs. I I, I expected more bits, but uh, perhaps you know it's just early in the season. They'll get a little. Yeah. What do you think football will do? I think when it comes to college football, I mean. The product on the field is 80%, but 20% for sure is the band, the stadium, going back to your school, going to other people's school to visit, Mm -hmm. going to do that type of stuff. So when you talk about a 10-game SEC season, part of me would go, man, that would be so great. And then I realize with low capacity, it probably means no away fans. Yeah, uh yeah. I've got to believe that if they're trying to keep the spread of things down, let's all keep it local. So uh, my pontification would be season ticket holders only, uh, whatever student section. And this is this is something that hits A&M a little bit harder than most because they have the largest student section, uh, at least the, as the latest I saw. Maybe Ohio State fans can get pissed off at us and write us write us emails, but. Um, how would they do that? Just bring in the seniors? It's their last year there. Um, spread them out. What uh, What do you think? Just the band? Just the core? I think, number one, you'd go to your season ticket holders and give them the option. Hey, look, five home games. We can assign games to half and half. We can let you just completely opt out. And, you know, we got an email last week that talked about a couple of different options that had zero specifics. But it said, obviously, your if you left your money with the 12th Man Foundation, it could go into next year, into 2021's tickets. You would not lose your seat. You would not lose your priority, nothing. You could just not go to games or if, if they had them. The other option might be, hey, the people that are in high-risk groups are not going to go. So let's see how many of the season ticket holders are going to go and then see how many students we can let go who are in, you know, they're still able to – contract the virus but they're not nearly as susceptible to go to hospitalization and things like that right so as we as we look to this this was the first glimmer of hope for me when when this uh call came in to me earlier today yeah i'd already given up yeah i i had already given up uh you and i had talked about that several times i was like there's just no way uh what i did find interesting uh you had told me that colorado had already backed out of our our schedule and that they were getting, uh, they 
Uh, were they getting out of all games, or were they getting out of conference Just, games? They were playing conference only, okay. and with them being in the Pac-12, we wouldn't get to play our game. So we're – where do we think this takes the 2020? Is it just a weird year where you can win your conference and that's it? Best case scenario, we get 10 games, five away, five home. We start in October, which quite honestly could be a blessing because September games are extremely hot. Mm -hmm. um, then they could still, depending on you know where we're at, and no one can say anything because tomorrow we could – have pterodactyls flying out of the sky shoot laser beams out of their eyes i mean no one knows what's going to happen or or little charlie could get the golden ticket and we'd, yeah. have, and we'd have a vaccine but best case scenario maybe you just do conference championship or maybe you do conference championship and then let those guys the winners of each league play in a small tournament but just getting 10 games in is going to be a miracle dude a ton of 18 to 22 year old kids at the height, a lot of them of their notoriety. And could you just stick with each other? Could you, could you not socialize in town? Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe if all the classes are online, uh, they, they sort of end up being in a, in a bubble as well. Uh, sort of like the NBA. So if you take away, away fans, so that gives you, you know, at Caulfield, that's about 10,000 seats out of 100 so there's 10 percent right there um the most difficult thing on this i think will be the tailgating because it is virtually impossible to tailgate socially distanced correctly yeah i mean they're just everybody walks up sh shake hands hugs maybe it would be allowed i would doubt that piece it may be just hey you can go to the game um it's just a difficult task yeah, I don't think, I don't think tailgating is going to be able to be in the mix. Uh, just no reasonable way to regulate it. Uh, however, could you see a really ironclad legal agreement that just says, "Hey, if you're coming here, you've got to sign this, and you've got to say you're taking the risk, man." Right. Uh, I don't know. And uh, I haven't heard of anyone uh, putting that out. So, for instance, in the parking lot, if they let, <clears throat> if each RV spot gets six parking spots and you did every third spot for each game, right. that would spread people out. You're outside. Um, people are coming and going. People could wear a mask. I mean, I think it could be done. Yeah. And you could still save some of that. What they're really, truly worried about is killing all the other sports because football obviously financially carries everybody else. Well, I've already seen Stanford uh, kill several sports. Right. Uh, so that, that wave has already been uh, begun. But you're right. If the revenue machine that is football is out, all the other sports that kind of rely on that revenue are in a lot of trouble. So let's take it back down to baby steps. Let's say we get 10 games, no fans, and just the band. So we spread out the band. Man, my grandmother died too soon. That would be her dream. Yeah. <laughs> just the game and the band. <laughs> so let's say we did have that. You pump in a little fake crowd noise, and the band is playing their normal stuff. Right. 
it wouldn't on TV wouldn't look a whole lot different. I mean, they couldn't do the big wide pan and pick out the four cadets that are at the front row of every seat and right when they're a small population of our school they can still show that stupid water tower over and over yeah (laughs) they they can stereotype us still there's no (laughs) doubt that they could do that but i could foresee that happening and then you still get your tv income um a lot of people would leave their donations a lot of people would roll their tickets into next year and i think it would really help kind of get us a baby step into 2021 as a season ticket holder, how would you feel about a year just watching it on television? I'd be fine. Obviously not fine with it. I'd like to be at every single game. If I get to watch anything, I will take it. What I have learned from first starting off with exhibition golf, where (laughs) Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson are playing, and I'm glued to it because I'm so starved for sports. But you know what? I'd be okay with it. I'd be totally fine with it. You know, I would roll everything into next year. And if they would allow me to go down there, I'd go down there and watch it in the parking lot. Oh, I would go down there and watch the. I, that's the way I prefer to watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> From the safety of the parking lot with an open bar in front of me. Yeah, that big screen TV, that's the way to do it. So as we, from the baby steps, let's say they did allow a little bit of tailgating. And then we could watch it out there. At least you're watching with your friends. If not, you're still going to watch it at home with your friends. I oh, mean, what would be the difference? You're outside there. Yeah, you might even be safer yeah. you know, there uh, as opposed to bringing people inside your own home. But um, I got to tell you, breathe in a little, uh, I don't know, a little finer air today. Just thinking about that, the fact that the SEC is working hard on trying to come up with some form of solution. Right. But the uh but the truth has got to be that football is the most difficult sport no doubt no doubt and right now ron webb is listening to this podcast saying you two guys are insane we're not playing football in 2020 that's not gonna happen well he was on the text with us and uh (laughs) he seemed awfully positive you know so if we go from baby steps of 10 games, now we have to figure out who are those 10 games going to be. That's five home, five and a, five away. Yeah. Currently, we have three away, four at home, one in the middle, which is always awkward. I hate that. You don't so, like the Arkansas game here in Dallas? Well, it's good because I go to Vegas that weekend, but because I know there's not going to be a game. I can always plan. It's always at Jerry World. and. Kyle and Jim and I have been to two games there against Arkansas. We lost both of them. We haven't been back since, and we haven't lost since. So we can't ever go back. So no, you guys are good Aggies. You're not going to uh, start a new tradition of, of failure. So, so uh, let's kind of speculate on what that might look like if we're starting. I mean, our first well, conference game is Arkansas. Yeah, right offhand, I would say we keep everyone in our division. Yeah, I would think so. So I don't know what order they would be, but – Probably the easiest just to leave it as is. Those plans are already in place. Leave those game dates in place. We've got some off weeks. We've got some probably the that kind of gimme game we have next to the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. We could plug one SEC game there and one during the off week or even one make a buffer between when we normally play the SEC championship, not us. We have yet to be there. but Yeah. When, when Alabama plays Georgia – so, 
if I were to guess, I'd say we keep our division games. The two away games that we have not played yet, at least according to my terrible memory, are yeah. Tennessee and Kentucky. Right. So right now we're scheduled to play Arkansas at Jerry World. So we could call that, you know, a home game. And that would give us our five home games. We play Mississippi State, Auburn, and South Carolina on the road. So we only need two road games. We'd have all our home games because we have Ole Miss, Vandy, Bama, and LSU at home, which finishing the season up with Bama and LSU is always a joy. Mm-hmm. It brings the uh, Christmas season alive. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no one cusses during that time of the year. Um, we just played Georgia last year. We've already played Florida twice. We have not played at Kentucky, and we have not played at Tennessee. So that would make sense, and that would be our, f- our five right there. I got to tell you, that pisses me off a little bit because Tennessee's the game that I wanted to see on the road. That and Ole Miss. Uh, We're going to get seen. to watch games on TV. No, no, no I, I'm talking about visiting the campus, <laughs> right. seeing it, uh, the tailgating experience. Don't start poo-pooing on this already. Oh, no, I love I love the idea of these playing. <laughs> what I'm saying is Kentucky would be great to go and Absolutely. immerse Absolutely. yourself into bourbon country because that was one of the what's next things we were talking about. And then Tennessee, that tailgating with uh, the boats pulling up and things of that nature, right. uh, Tennessee looks like it is off the hook to go visit. So I've traveled to some of the SEC cities, and I've enjoyed every single one of them. Um, but the Tennessee thing looks really fun. Um, Auburn is the one I've been every year since we've been in the SEC. I haven't missed an Auburn game and I love it there. One of my really good friends, Paul Harris is a big alum there. And so I'm lucky enough to get to sit with him and see his family. I fly over there to Alabama, see his family. And then we drive over and just the people there are so awesome. The town reminds me of college station in 1994. I mean, it's still not that it's not modern, but it hasn't been taken over by Bed Bath and Beyond and Chili's and mm-hmm. it's local restaurants, it's local bars, it's and everybody has they're so nice to me until Johnny Football put up forty one points in the first half against them. <laughs> they weren't nearly as friendly. That one was a little rougher for you, huh? This this elder gentleman told me, son, you better go back out to the tailgate. <laughs> you're not welcome here anymore. so i watched the second half of that game out but man i absolutely love it there uh we, we were both at lsu yeah great scene oh lsu is hard to match but we were there in a bad day it was 55 degrees rainy. johnny manzel hurt his thumb that week uh on a helmet rainy and we never had a chance uh it was no fun went to ole miss ole miss was fun um, have you been to Vanderbilt? Because the city doesn't even know a game is going on. <laughs> I, I was at Vanderbilt for Taylor's soccer camp last oh. year. She was there for an ID soccer camp. Your daughter. My daughter. Right. And the football stadium shares a concourse with the baseball stadium. It's, it's, it's very, very interesting. I was under the assumption that Vanderbilt grads made a lot of money, but apparently they donate to the actual university and not to the um, their version of the 12th man, whatever that be, the Concord. I have no uh, idea. Concord givers. But back to your let's don't be sour, but let's wish. If we play at Tennessee and we can't go, that's going to really suck. <laughs> right, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Tennessee – I got to tell you, they do it right. Like, they haven't performed really well on the field lately. 
uh, maybe, I don't know, the last decade since Peyton Manning and uh, T. Martin were, uh, were gracing their, their stadium. But, uh, dude, when the crowd does the checkerboard, it's pretty badass. That's pretty nice. Oh, you've been pulling that off here uh, as of late as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sweet look. I so, like to think we invented that with the red, white, and blue out. Yeah, that was that was every year on 9-11. I post that on my Facebook page and now on Instagram. It's just that is the coolest thing we have ever done. People say we have milkmen cheerleaders and we have dumb cheers and we're a cult. But within one week, we got every single person on the first deck to wear red. Yep. Every single person on the second deck to wear white and all the freshmen up top to wear blue. I mean, you, no one pulls that off except for us. Cause we're cattle point <laughs> us in the direction and we will go. We love a process. that's already been worked out. Oh, if we can follow a process, Aggies will go nuts. No, everyone by red on the front, on the first deck. No problem. Yep, Everybody got, got right in line. <laughs> second deck white, third deck blue. No problem. One of the coolest photos I've ever seen. Yeah, and then the fighter pilot flying over upside down, taking the picture. That was pretty ballsy too. That's always nice. Um, so here's here's what I'm here's what I'm fired up about, the idea of football, because when the weather gets cooler, I don't know of anything that I look forward to as much as college football. Certainly not the NFL. Uh, now that I'm not a child, not Christmas. I really like Thanksgiving. I, I really enjoyed it. But part of that is the football. Most. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite. But college football is, is really, it's the fun part of living in the South, I think. Right. And so uh, when, when that conversation came in today, I got pretty excited. I have not I, seen it on the, on the web. No. Uh, the person who told me said, you got to get this out on the podcast because right. it'll be out by Tuesday. So we're recording this early. Um, well, just cause, well, frankly, we could use a little heat on this thing, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, going back to what you said on why college football is so special, a, you get to be, I mean, we have a tailgate family, you have your regular family, then you have your tailgate family because mm -hmm. it's people that you wouldn't see four to six times a year. You and I and Ron have a chain that we complain about a few things, but during football season, we nonstop text. Yes either complaining about what happened just now two days ago or pontificating on how we're going to somehow not get killed the next week i will tell you uh the <laughs> apple iphone uh gets really good at auto filling the f word yes from october it does. to december <laughs> it doesn't say duck anymore all you got to put is are you <laughs> <laughs> and then it just fills out the rest of the sentence but you know what there's there's groups that I get to see that I wouldn't normally get to see. There's, I mean, it's just awesome. It's a great break from reality. And that's really what we need now. I mean, do we really want to only talk about the elections for the next 100 days? Oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there anything worse than talking about an election for the next 100 days? No, especially this election. This election is going to be a nightmare. I, I'll watch lacrosse i'll watch anything if we don't have to talk about the election i could attend an insurance seminar for days oh, i could listen to them like for the on love, <laughs> love of pete so yeah so that i mean that's exciting news i'm i'm truly pumped yeah. skeptical 
anything can change everything can change but this is the first positive news i've heard since valentine's day yeah <laughs> that's about right because on valentine's day we were still having a sp- but the truth is dave there has been good news and that is the feedback on the podcast has actually been pretty good i've gotten a lot of positive so we had 250 people listen to it uh which Quite frankly, when we started this, I was like, well, if we could get 10 people you know, to listen. We only have three kids between us, two wives, <laughs> right. a few friends. I do have my parents. Uh, who, uh, my mom used the podcast as talking points the last time I so talked to her. this isn't family and friends system. Yeah, so a few people are listening to us. However, we did get some email. Uh, so if you wanted to email and you found whatsnext.com, just take out all the vowels and add a, add a, uh, a hyphen. So (laughs) that's easy to figure out. What's next with no vowels, put a hyphen between what's and next. And if you want us to reply, we now know how to reply. Yeah. So that's new. So I think, I think one of the funniest comments that I had was every time some conversation gets a little difficult, you guys just breeze through it. And I I guess my response to that would be, we're getting used to this, uh, and this is how we normally talk. Yeah. Uh, Dave has done no psychological inward looking at all in his life. So if you're expecting him to open his soul, it's going to take some time. And then the other comment. It's probably going to take money. It's not going to take time. <laughs> the other comment was, uh, who was my favorite boss who I mentioned in, uh, in episode four, John McComb. He's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It feels like I'm listening to two guys talking at lunch. I was like, yeah, I don't know. We're sort of modeling it after the ticket and, and Howard Stern, <laughs> where eventually you just get to know the characters and you're interested in what's going on in their lives. I, I got several. Man, it sounds like you guys have been talking forever. You don't walk <laughs> over each other. Was I supposed to learn something? And I was like, yeah, you learned something. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here's the honest truth. We just want you to have fun for about 30 minutes. Forget about the shitty parts of life. The and election. Just, yeah. Just lean back. Hopefully have a few laughs. Uh, maybe get excited on this episode about some SEC football. But the other thing is, Blair, you posted that you're on spotify you posted that you're on itunes but i typed in what's next and it doesn't come up well it turns out there are uh, a thousand podcasts called what's next so you could type in what's next dave blair that would come up uh you could uh go to itunes and subscribe that's the easiest way yeah so here's the thing we're we're sort of like we're almost at 50 right so our friends are not going to be the most technologically savvy of them all so the basic gist is if you like this, you actually have to like, like it, you know, put the thumbs up thing on it, subscribe to it, write us a little bit of a review, give us a little pop, give me a little circumstance. And, uh, and then that way other people can find us easier. Cause right now, man, we're working our way up from the bottom. And when you subscribe to our podcast, you're not going to get reverse mortgage emails. You're not going to get car warranty emails you're not going to get. But, but dave if i need a reverse mortgage or a car warranty from a car that you had three years ago uh, yeah absolutely so no the subscribe button will just allow you to get a notification of when our new podcasts are posted which we're normally doing those on thursday yep but we wanted to get the news out because well who knows how good my source is but if it's true 
We've got college football this winter, and that's an exciting thing. And that would be great. Look forward to talking again next week. Absolutely. Dave, until we get to what's next, I'll see you later.